I assume you've seen the. Assume you've seen the wave. Yeah. 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 So yeah. basically, if I'm talking and that's still flat, I'm too quiet. Yeah. No. No. That just means that we are recording. Oh. <laughs> no, it does do a thing though. Yeah. Yeah. It's doing the thing because we're rolling. He's letting you know that that was. So this is this is the introduction to one of my one of my favourite photographers coming round, <laughs> and it starts with just. <laughs> <laughs> Lelo, lelo, lelo. <laughs> hey, it's been a long time since we've caught up. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, uh, full, full disclosure, this is the second time that we're recording this episode. So if we are making callback <laughs> jokes to uh, to things that haven't happened, <laughs> I'm really it's, sorry. It's just going to be it's gonna be full of silence. Make a joke. <sighs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. damn it. And I made a promise I wasn't going to swear on this one. Really? Fuck that. Uh, yeah, dude, I I am really disappointed. We're actually, you know, we're going we're going for wholesome memes from now on. We're gonna start bleeping all the naughty words, all of the naughty words. So it's gonna this this episode is gonna be like one Beep. Yeah, it's gonna sound like a like a speaker test. Just a, <laughs> <laughs> So uh do you wanna do you wanna intro? Do you wanna do you wanna You can do this. You've had practice now, this is the second time. I'm just gonna announce the episode, it's gonna roll the intro. I'm just gonna what is the episode? Do we, have we got a name for this one yet? No, it usually usually comes out of like. Well, you can name it. You can name it right now. Oh, we're renaming the entire podcast to Alex Jones's podcast mm-hmm. just to surprise people. You know, Alex Jones already has a podcast. Mm, yeah. yeah. This is going to be a different kind of podcast. But no one will know until they tune in. <laughs> Featuring Alex Jones, we'll just get, we'll just get, just tag my name across the whole everything. thing. Oh man! And watch the bile. Animus. <laughs> <laughs> John's just taken stock. Of, like, there's only three of us, and there's one. So there's there's three coffees, one Red Bull, three waters. Uh, like, th- this this table is full. <laughs> and maybe a few pee breaks. Yeah. yeah just, <laughs> it's gonna be. This is gonna be one that's gonna be like, oh, we're gonna do a topic for like two minutes, like, and music rises. Okay. So some of this is gonna seem a little over familiar. Because we have, we've recorded this episode already, so if it is the case that we glaze over bits like who you are, then we all have to like keep each other in check. So, do we want to start with the fact that we've done this twice? I think that's, I think that's enough. I think yeah, we don't want to go into any particulars of the terrible, terrible things that. Yeah, no, it was just we had some tech, we had some tech issues, we had some some sound issues, which yeah. is a shame when a hundred percent of what we do is audio. Yeah, yeah. So, in fairness. The issue you had with audio was from the only person in the room that has no idea about audio. Oh, no, no, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love the fact as well that, again, totally audio. So that, that little gesture, yeah. <laughs> wasted. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was two thirds, two thirds of the uh, problem was us. Right. But don't worry, Mikey's a hero. Ha! <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Does that mean I'm going to die? What? <laughs> I feel, Fuck. Like, I feel like there's a really smooth segue in there somewhere that just went over our heads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, new release coming at <laughs> like sometime 2022, I think. <laughs> Let's, uh, who are you? Let's introduce you. Because you, you've spoken now and no one knows who you are yet. I <laughs> I could go a bit weird, but no. I'm going to get in, in before is not the political one. 
Yeah. No, so my name is Alex Jones. No, not that one. With some some very <laughs> strong political opinions, but they're just slightly different ones. Very slightly different ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Info Wars is just a bit tame, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding back into last week. <laughs> like, he's got the right idea, but he just needs to dial it up a bit, you know? Yeah, that's why we binned off last week. <laughs> audio issue. <laughs> it just, just wasn't racist enough. <laughs> nah, but for real, like, Alex Jones can get in the bin. Like, fuck Alex Jones, right? Fuck Alex Jones. I'm conflicted. <laughs> oh. I want to think the best of you, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yes. But I do take that to heart. No, okay. I do well, feel a little bit It's hurt. cool, it's cool. I mean, we can do that later, but again, purely audio, so... <laughs> <laughs> so hey, tell buddy. the people who you are. My name is Alex Jones. I am a uh, photographer from Bedfordshire, weddings, events, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very good as well. Yeah, he's not bad. That's really sweet. This, right, this is what I forgot to do last I'm really bad at taking compliments but you were very nice to me last week and I'm very thankful thank you very much you, I mean no one's going to hear it so I can be like no it wasn't <laughs> you punched you straight in the face <laughs> I just ignore that you were both lovely you both were just the best people ever I, I, I remember oh, we, we, we going to say did we do because we haven't got this, like me and John have got this flow where basically he says stuff and he knows that I'm going to interrupt him so that's a flow <laughs> um, whereas if I if I talk over you you have to hit me like that's not like a, hey man, just give me a look. No, like, you'll have to cause pain. That's what, as long as you do the same to me, because I get all excited if you say something and I think of a thing, I'm like, oh, 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 that's, oh, oh. that's cool, that's that, that's good. But uh, what I was going to say is, the, um, yeah, talking about the fact that I really like your photography, we talked in that recording that is now in the bin. I hope we don't keep saying, <laughs> you remember that time, that thing that you're never going to hear? Uh, talked about the fact that your, your photography had me conflicted, because I am very much... I'm a Canon fanboy, so seeing your shots, my brain went to, well, he shoots Fuji, and I like his stuff. Maybe I need a Fuji. Maybe Fuji's what I need. <laughs> not, not the like. I didn't go straight to. You have a fantastic eye for photography. You know how to do the craft. Your grading is perfect. Your your understanding of the technology is great. I was like, nah, it's got to be the Fuji, though. Isn't it? <laughs> You're making me blush. But yeah, it is all the camera. Um, any, any, any photographer that says that. Um, They've spent years of training. They've got an eye. They've got all this. They've spent years looking at light and how to capture it. And it's all bollocks. They've spent four grand on a camera. Yeah. And again, turn on the dial over to awesome, and that's it. it takes the great shot. A for awesome. Yeah. Or P for professional. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on calling out an entire industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to work in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like. Where do, where do we want to start? Do we want to talk about photography stuff? Do we want to talk about you? Have you, have you again, because we're doing this again, have you got any favourite bits from last, last time that you want to bring back? I mean, I'll admit, once I left the room last time... Yeah. It's gone. All gone. It was complete blur. It was... Yeah. Well, let's retell your origin story. My origin story? Oh, yeah. We did that, didn't we? Yeah. Think of yourself as a superhero. Yeah. Bit by Radioactive... Uh, was it a Sony? No, it was Canon first, 700D. Bitten by a Radioactive 700D. Yeah, bitten by a Radioactive 700D that I got for a birthday present. I can't remember. I kind of, so I want to have this backstory where I had a, uh, I picked up a camera when I was three and I was <clears throat> all like excited and oh, it's great, I couldn't put it down and that was just my life and it all took off. Yeah, no, not at all. Not even slight, slightest. I don't. All the earliest memory I have a cam of a camera is um, I 
I found some old filters or something of my dad's when I was like six, maybe. Yeah. In like a, I remember it was in like a red plastic fold, like trifold wallet thing. I was picking them up and asking my dad what they were, yeah. and he said, "Oh, they're camera filters. They do this, that, and the other." And I was like, "Why? <laughs> why do you want? Why do you want filters on it? Why? Just yeah. they're just stupid. Just take camera and get the camera and take a picture. Why do you want filters?" Now I realise kind of wish I'd kept them because <laughs> that could have been quite cool no idea what camera they were for but it yeah. would have been quite cool uh, that's actually a, that's a weird thing that happens for me as well where I was sort of like you grading posts like give a fuck and then actually at six years old is that what you were saying yeah exactly yeah that's my thing um, but filters are great like like you need an like if you were going out without an ND filter then life gets very tricky very easy if you're doing video and you don't have a variable ND filter are you really doing video right and if you're doing photos, it makes life easier. Yeah. It can be a bit of a pain in the ass. I tend not to use filters because I can't be bothered. Okay, that's, that's if, a good reason, isn't it? Yeah. For most of what I do, I don't really need them. Yeah. But if I was doing landscapes and stuff, then yeah, a whole set of filters, they're really expensive as well. Yeah, yeah, and you can you can get the kind of like the Amazon five pound ones, and they're like, functional. Yeah. It depends what you're trying to do. Um, but like, I really like gradient filters. I think they're I think they're cool. But again. You could easily drop like sixty quid on a filter, oh, and oh, the rest. Oh, yeah, Mikey. Oh, Mikey. No, okay, so Mikey. It, okay, Mikey. You can spend five hundred quid on a filter, and <sighs> there's arguments for days about whether that's actually worth it or not. So, I, I it's, there's a practicality thing there because I, if I had five hundred quid going spare, I'd be, well, I'd, I'd be either getting a. Uh, an okay lens or I'll be a third of the way to getting an L series <laughs> like yeah um, that's a good thing with Fuji as well they're so both of my lenses I got them second hand but yeah. both of my lenses were about 500 quid that's cool and they are incredible yeah the only downside is they're because they're slightly older the motors in them are slightly slower okay so, so for, the old autofocus for me isn't as great as it needs to be but. yeah I think for for video obviously that's in the water you can't like if your if your AF is not up to speed it's just it's not going to work at all but for photography if you're patient and if you're not doing events we'll go on to the, the kind of things that that you're doing there's going to be moments where you need to just snap and then yeah. you've got it mm-hmm. um, if you're shooting full auto that is I mean uh... <laughs> <coughs> go on <laughs> what are you dying on <laughs> trying to say something choking on my own spit go on <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, when I go to weddings and events, just full auto, full awesome, yep. high frame rate, yep. I just walk around all day holding the shot button. Just, <laughs> yeah, done. But that's, that's, that's kind of, that's the game, because you're trying to, you're trying to capture real life, and real life isn't going to stand and pose for you, so. No, yeah, and that's kind of, there's a balance, that I, the first few events that I did, I kind of did that, and I ended up with 3,000 photos, and it took me six weeks to go through them all and bin half of them, because yeah. they're not in focus, and they're all just rubbish. Mm. Um, so I've tried to start taking time to. I rarely, unless it's like a like a confetti shot where you've got stuff flying through the air and you want a high frame rate, yeah. I just keep it in single, and um, really plan and think about the shot I'd take before I take it. There's some where you have to just see, take, and snap. Yeah. Like, huh? mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard this story before, but one of my wedding photos, <laughs> I was walking with, <laughs> walking with my new wife, <laughs> with our photographer to somewhere, and. Um, we walked past my uh, Kirsty's dad. Yeah, had an ice cream. Yeah, and the photographer, j- it didn't seem like a thing at the time. He just went, "Oh, dad, with an ice cream, snap!" And it, it's genuinely one of our favourite pictures from the day because it's him just as he's about to take a lick of the ice cream. Yeah, 
and it looks really cool. It's a great picture, and that's the kind of stuff that I want to I want to get because it's one in twenty years time they're going to be great memories. Yeah, well, they're great memories now, but they'll be great memories. Of <laughs> they'll be good. They'll be good too in a couple, a couple of decades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, they just bring up so much emotion, which is kind of the whole point of it. Yeah, you yeah. said. Um, Last time, sorry for, sorry for you guys, um, that your kind of goal was to be, and correct me if I'm getting the wording wrong, but like a documentary mm. photographer mm. rather than, okay, we're going to get the, the bride and groom to, to stand here. We get, like you said, that there are people that do those shots, but yeah. that's not kind of scripted things, it isn't really your thing. It's like on the fly capturing the, the moment. Yeah, so my, I prefer, although saying this, my wedding photos are not this at all. Well, not this at all. My wedding photos have got both, and I love having both of them personally. But as a style of photography for me, I prefer capturing the moments that the bride and groom wouldn't necessarily see themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> so the pictures of the, like the kids mucking around and like the adults having a chat, and capturing the mo- the emotion that the bride and groom don't see on the day because they're rightly, rightly <laughs> wrapped up in themselves, yeah. which is kind of the whole point of the day. A egotistical though, really. <laughs> A whole day just for you. You. <laughs> you need to have somebody going around so they can actually notice other people are there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, the formals and stuff aren't necessarily my bag. I'll do them. I'm quite happy to do them yeah. um, if that's what the couple want. Yeah. Um, but my real passion is for capturing the, the emotion and the, the little random moments that happen through the day yeah and again it's it's that frozen moment in time rather than being like hey that dress looks cool let's yeah. make sure I, I definitely get the the picture of the dress it's yeah and the whole the the challenge for me is to still get those shots to still get all of the family members all of the the, the the bride's shoes the bride's dress the wedding rings all of that stuff but in context yeah so trying and this might sound a bit weird but so it, when you do product photography when you see products and stuff online, you get you you have your, your what I call the Amazon photos, where mm-hmm. six sides, top, bottom, front, back, left, right, on yeah. a white background. That's the product, great. But then you've got the hero shots, which are the ones which are in context. They're in the environment where yeah. if you've got a, a a rugged rucksack or whatever, yeah, um, you don't just have it on a white background because that looks boring. You also have it. There's a rather strapping young man, with, usually with a beard and a beanie, yeah, yeah, yeah. wearing it. In a mountain somewhere, oh, looking, so I'm buying that straight away. Looking interesting over the sea. Yeah, it's really like, that's blown my mind because I was about to pull up a reference shot, and you've just described the person I'm about to go find. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, sorry, did you see the guy, the hipster guy? The hipster he guy? had he had a oh, I can't remember what it was, but he, I think he had some. I think there was an article, a bit of a tongue-in-cheek article saying all hipsters look the same. Ah, uh, yeah. And the picture they used was of a hipster. And the guy, the guy in the picture, was like, <laughs> "You've used my picture. I didn't give you. I didn't need permission for this. I take offense." Blah blah blah. Please blah, blah, tell blah. me it was him. It wasn't. No. Him. It wasn't him. <laughs> Which is, How dare you suggest we all look the same? Honestly, the best thing. Oh I think my I've ever heard. god. Um, something really cool happened there which I wasn't expecting yeah. oh my god wow, John has a... a very muscular nice man where can people find the, the, the muscular <laughs> nice his, man is that his hair yeah that is a lot of hair it's a lot of hair isn't it so where, where, where did you find your muscular nice product yeah, it's, shot uh, it's Rob Bailey from Flagman Vale he has nice muscles <laughs> so you should buy his products he's got a coffee cup that I want to buy a watch that I want to buy a rugsack a headband it's all in one shot yeah <laughs> <laughs> um 
uh, yeah, really interesting thing. I was going to say, you, you were talking about candids, and I was thinking about the more posed shots as being the hero shots. And you actually referred to candids as being the hero shots, but actually showcasing the things like the dresses, but in a more natural environment. So your mindset is, like, I, as soon as I heard you say it, I was like, I'm going I'm to switch lane, I'm going to do that thing. Because that sounds much better to me. Because in my head, I was seeing very, very sterile shots being the hero shots. Because you posed it, you made sure that the shoe is perfectly in frame, whatever it is you're trying to showcase. But actually having something real, but also showcasing that. That sounds way better. You're just nodding, going, thank you, I am yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'll admit, none of it is my idea. It's <laughs> cool. just, it's taken, so there's a guy called Kevin Mullins, who's a documentary wedding photographer. And he is... <laughs> he calls himself a grumpy old man which I can get on board yeah, yeah. I, I, I can support that um, and when you look at his photos they are you still get the mother of the bride the father of the bride the, the, the dress you get everything Yeah. but he doesn't do formals I think he does but he doesn't you'll never see them in his gallery you'll never see them in his portfolio because yeah. he'll do them if the couple wants them but that's not what he does that's not yeah. what he advertises for himself um, but you don't look through any of his pictures and think I really wish there was a fall here oh, the, the, all these people aren't standing next to each other it doesn't look it doesn't look right or you never feel like there's anything missing yeah um, and a big part of documentary wedding photography or reportage is telling the story through the day as well so it's not just running through and snapping pictures it's also when you're putting the, together the the, the, the the gallery for the couple it's Obviously, when you shoot it, you're shooting it all in order because the day just runs from bridal prep through to first dance. Yeah. Um, but it's also picking the right pictures to tell the story of the day, so you can kind of get the emotion as it kind of uh, you got the excitement and the nervousness at the beginning yeah. with the bridal prep, and then it kind of mounts up to the ceremony, and you've got all the, the tears and the happiness this is where my <laughs> vocabulary falls down in my head yeah. I'm Russell Brand <laughs> like eloquent all of these great words and then in 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 in, in. Yeah, in. <laughs> no, no, and then no, that in real life no but I was I was hanging <clears> on every word because that to me I, I never really thought about the rhythm of the day because there is going to be it's a, it's a story it goes from from sort of getting ready to having this this uh, like this this moment of and now you know, I pronounce you man and wife, you are together, and that is a huge moment. But then there's the relief on the other side of it as well. It's it's a traditional story arc where it has a trajectory, yeah. it builds up, and then you've got the then you've got the final act where it's sort of it's people just being happy. Go on. <laughs> when you say the final act. <laughs> so oh you're there for the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's interesting though, just to butt in, as, as someone who has had zero experience organising a wedding or not really understand the level of work that goes into a wedding, I think a lot of people pick up a camera and kind of assume that they can just shoot a wedding. Like, well, you just take pictures of people, mm -hmm. people are there, the camera's got a button that says go. Yeah. But understanding the, the, as you say, kind of like the details, but also the storytelling element... Um, because otherwise you could just set up a GoPro with like a wide angle and just fuck we save loads of money <laughs> yeah. yeah you could just set up like a like a camera recording and yeah. then just screen cap every time the bride walks past and be like nailed it yeah. Um, but yeah to think like you, as you say like your favourite shot is something that you wouldn't have wouldn't have planned from your own wedding something that probably would have got probably much like many other moments in that wedding would have kind of gone on without 
with anyone batting an eyelid but something as simple as someone eating an ice cream like is something that's kind of stuck with you um just as a pro tip though if you are a photographer at a wedding and you shout nailed it every time the bride walks past (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know if you're going to get rehired that often you probably wouldn't get too much repeat business read the room my friends read the room (laughs) but yes you you can get that and you you get (laughs) high five in the room (laughs) sorry carry on with your emotional story (laughs) going back (laughs) um yeah you do get weddings where you can get uh, the couples are happy just to have either um uh disposable cameras on the the thing or now that everyone's got uh camera phones happy to just get people to take as many pictures as you can and you will get a handful of really good pictures you probably will get some stuff that you're really happy with and you want to keep uh, as a couple but um no one is focused on uh, no one's focused on the other details so no one is like they might see their little kid and you might get a little picture of their kid but yeah. nine times out of ten it'll be from Auntie Muriel standing up from a 45 degree angle down it won't be great mm-hmm. the whole kind of challenge of wedding photography is to see that and then to get into a place where you've got an interesting frame so you, you, you don't just have a kid at 45 degrees you've which looks normal because that's what everyone kind of yeah. sees looking down. And again, just because because there's a lot of hand gestures going with this, we're talking about a, a crow shot, you're looking downwards yeah, at 45. So yeah. uh, from eye level, looking down at a, a kid, that's generally, when you see people of, uh, pictures of people's pets and dogs, generally yeah. they're yeah. just, there's a dog, wee, looking down. Yeah. But in the psychology of photography, that means something, which is not what you, so a, a, a top-down shot in for, in cinematography and photography is supposed to be a to show power to show the person you are taking a photo of is less powerful than you that's the emotion it invokes it's not really what you're after when you're like hey, look at this little weak little kid <laughs> exactly so you just crouch get down to eye level and get in different angles from um, of a subject that you've seen every day makes it look different and yeah. it's that that kind of uh, invokes the emotion um I had I did a wedding a couple of weeks ago where there was a kid who was not having a great time. <laughs> yeah. He was just he was yeah he just wasn't happy. And I made it my mission. I was only at that little bit for about an hour and a half. And I made it my mission to get a picture of him looking yeah. happy and smiling. And I just about managed to. I ended up having to be that little creepy guy that was standing the other side of the room <laughs> with a long lens. <laughs> like, telephone. Yeah. yeah. But in the end, it worked out quite nicely. It's, again, it's it's capturing it's capturing the moments, but also you have the opportunity to clean up the day a little bit. So if it is the case that the best man is absolutely fucking plastered <laughs> and he's got sick down one half of his shirt and he's just just done, take the shot from the other side. <laughs> Content aware, Phil. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> done. But it, again, you can you can perfectly tell the story, but you can also tell a story that is. Again, just a little bit tidy. It would like it, it's always when people talk about social media and things like that. Sort of, everyone's life is perfect, and it's all a bit. It's all a bit like well, that's that's it's not healthy. It's not mentally healthy. But actually, if you take that for a day and you want to share memories, you can also be the one who's like, look at look at this moment. Forget forget the other one. <laughs> Both happened, but look yeah. at this one. Yeah, and that's what I try and do. So one of the I did a wedding back in July that was at a copper mine, mm-hmm. and what I loved about that was just before the bride arrived for the ceremony to all start the mm. teepee that they had outside 
basically fell apart. Good. <laughs> so now I've got a picture which is genuinely one of my favourite pictures. Cause in the background, you've got the big uh, Lake District. Are they mountains, hills, fens, fells? I think I think if you're if you're local, they're the biggest mountains in the world. Would you dare climb them? But otherwise, so just, yeah, it's like so it was this little hill. Yeah, with, <laughs> with, with like a, a waterfall going down it, and that was the backdrop for you. Basically, got this TV with a massive great big hole in it because yeah. I think it had snapped and it all flipped off, and it went crazy. Like people were like, oh shit, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? Like the bride's about to be here. What are we gonna do? Yeah, um, and. Because you're telling a story of the day, that did happen on the day. So having a photo of that was great, and I did deliver that as part of my gallery to them. Yeah. But as a, you've got all these nice ones. Remember this that. This exists too. Yeah. <laughs> but I and think. Go on, go on. Sorry, I was just to say that's what I try and look for in my couples. Couples that are, that want that kind of thing. Yeah. So they want to remember the day as it happened. Yeah. yeah. There'll be a bit of veneer, and I won't take a picture of Uncle Mark throwing up. Yeah. In the corner, but. I, I, so you, is that shot not going to happen at all? So Uncle Mark is li- he's fucking gone, mate. He is like he's just covered in in that beautiful wedding cake. <laughs> I, is the temptation there just to be like, we might use that later? <laughs> <laughs> so that, I mean, uh, <laughs> it depends on context. So okay. yeah, I would, I may take the photo. <laughs> Depending on the content. If he fell yeah. into the cake, 100% yeah, not yeah, taking that's... that photo all day. Yeah. If he's feeling a bit sorry for himself in the corner, one, no one wants to see someone throwing up. <laughs> and two, if he, I, I don't like taking pictures of vulnerable, pe- vulnerable people. Come. So if I'm in a situation where I wouldn't want my photo taken, I won't then take someone else's photo because I think it's a bit hypocritical to. Yeah. Well, that's really cool because it is, it is, again, it's for. For the storytelling aspect, you can have the completely rose-tinted version, you can have the completely real version, you can have the version in the middle. And the version in the middle, I would have thought, most of the time, is going to be the one that you want to do. But also, the individuals in these shots are all people, and they've all got their own self-perception. Yeah. So you want to capture them in that moment, but if they are sort of half-blinking and half-mouth open, I take it, you've got that shot, but maybe we might use the next one. Yeah, so in general, the rule for wedding photography, the couple get every photo that's in focus, and everyone's eyes are open. Unless their eyes being closed is part of the thing. Yeah. But yeah, so if they're. <laughs> I think the wedding place would be a bit weird. Just both wide open <laughs> eyes. I keep blinking. Just take a photo like this. With the eyes. Again, audio. I'm not good at it. <laughs> the visual just... artist, man, is fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there is some curating, but in general, they tend to get everything that I take that's of a decent enough quality. Yeah. I need to be proud of every photo that I deliver. Otherwise, What's the, po- what's the point in delivering yeah. it? Yeah. That's good. Again, there's that's another factor that's at play because you've got you've got the couple, you've got the day, you've got the story, you've got the individuals in it, and then you've got your own personal your own personal view of how the quality level that you expect to to be churning out. So as long as you manage all those things, you'll be fine. And Easy. Make sure, and make sure you get at least one shot of the bride in focus. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. the one. Just the one. At least one. So what's all the stress? Why is why are these wedding photographers so expensive? Just all you have to do is just a little bit of stakeholder management, a little bit of the actual craft, a little bit of making sure that absolutely everyone is happy and some storytelling, that's all. So my wedding photographer honestly saved our wedding because we had we've never been married before. It was our first time. Oh, I know. That's weird. Fun. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, and I'm actually wearing my wedding ring this week. Yeah. Not that you weren't wearing it last week. 100% definitely wearing it all the time. That's why I first. Never take it off. Unless I'm in a bar. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I'm not cutting this one down. Just so we're clear, this is what we record is what's going out. Oh, what was I saying? Uh, oh, you're well, when you were saying so... sorry, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so he guided us through our day, and he is very much the opposite of the type of photography that I do. <laughs> he guided us through our day. He did, we did all formals. He kind of he was just incredible at what he did, yeah. and we loved him for it because even to the point where we were, it was time to cut the cake. Yep. And so we walked up, like, hey, time to cut the cake, great. What do we do? Like, we've, we've got a knife, do we just, we just stick it in? Like, people <laughs> want to take photos? Or, and he, like, guided us, told us where to kind of how to stand so that he could get a decent photo and it looked good for everyone else around us. Yeah. Um, and he was exceptional at, um, at, at guiding us through the day and making us feel really comfortable. Because mm. there's it, nothing, there's quite a lot of discomfort being in front of the camera if you're yep. not used to it. Um, and being able to make someone feel comfortable enough that you kind of forget that they're taking your photo and you're just having a, yeah. a laugh with some mates um, is a really good skill to have and it's a skill that I'm desperately trying to work on it's it's choreography but again mm. you're, you're then talking about managing people's own internal tension yeah. like uh, like on Thursday we went to like a and a thing and at the end like we just got the opportunity to have like a photo with the artist this is not a big deal this is just oh you want to take a photo with it my entire body's tense I'm like okay cool this is fine <laughs> that's a very that's a very relaxed scenario you then take it the other way around and it's hey you two are the subject you like you yeah. two the couple are absolutely everything this photo is about yeah don't be tense <laughs> yeah. go stand there and uh, look happy look like you've just uh, got married and uh, loosen up yeah what yeah. <laughs> and you immediately get stiff yeah the worst thing is when some <laughs> stop it the, the worst thing is when somebody sort of says like say you've got your hands in your pockets or something like that and they're like okay do you want to just move your hands and it's like what do I do with this thing normally? There's, uh, it's sort of like, um, they've been where attached did, to me for nearly 30 where years. Where does it go? I don't know what to do with them. I've right. never used them like this before. L little exercise in that. With your tongue, rub the inside of your teeth. So you do it as well. So let's close it. Just close. Top or bottom? Uh, either or, whatever's comfortable. Right. Now, just rest your tongue so it sits normally oh, in your no, mouth. No. This <laughs> motherfucker. There's no room. Where did it normally go? Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't fit. Yeah, exactly that. As soon as, as soon as you're aware of something, it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Like, where does this normally go? This is going to be us for the rest of the podcast now. It's like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, okay. Um, um, but yeah, that's a really cool skill that I'm still, I'm still trying to learn all of it. Like, the, Every wedding I go to, I learn something different. Um, and making someone feel comfortable sounds like it'd be a, quite an easy thing to do because you just kind of have a chat. And but when you're trying to have a chat with someone who's standing five meters away, yeah, look, look you, <laughs> loosen up. It's just not so much with conversations, eye contact as well. Like yeah. you control it based on now I'm oversteering. Like hey guys, how's it going? Um, but of course you don't. You just have glass, and that's you're now talking and you're now like pointed at just a chunk of metal some rubber and some glass and it's like oh yes be candid okay telescopic man <laughs> this is yeah it's yeah but again it's an art form you yeah. got this it'll be easy yeah. well I quite like doing the um, like hearing little uh, people's other photographers tips on how they make people feel comfortable mm. and part of it was one one guy's story was he was like a real introvert and he was like really nervous didn't really talk to him but the moment you put a camera in his hand he was like well, I'm a photographer now I've got to be professional enough so he just thought I'm just going to pretend yeah. and he went out and apparently he was an amazing photographer cool. and I kind of channeled the same kind of thing 
feel like oh, I've got to get these photos somehow. So no matter what I have to do, I'm going to do it. And there was a couple of bits that I heard that I kind of want to try. You just you just have to completely forget any. You, you can't be self-conscious at all. Yeah. <laughs> One of them was like, "Yeah, I'm just taking photos, and if they're looking a little bit stiff or um, uncomfortable, I just start meowing." <laughs> oh, wait, what? Yeah, just taking photos. <laughs> and within ten seconds, you're just like, "What?" And even, <laughs> if, they don't, the and even yeah. if they don't laugh, they've got interesting faces and stuff. Yeah. The other one was, um, oh, what was the other one? It's good though. Oh yeah, it's like right. I'm gonna, usually I'm gonna take uh, take your photo on the count of three, one, two, three. But it was like, right. I'm gonna. One of them was I'm gonna take my take your photo on the count of 47 one two <laughs> three four and you apparently usually by about four like, what is going on <laughs> and you get some great ones and the yeah. other one was um oh you just start counting yeah so just right ready one two three four <laughs> and again by the time you get to about five or six they're like wait We've gone past three. Three was past three. When are yeah. you taking the photos? I've taken 15 already, don't I? You look great. Yeah, sick. That is that is definitely a cheat that I've been using for the podcast when we've had guests on. And we've done it ourselves when we're recording. It's just sort of hit the button or do a countdown that doesn't actually land. Where it's a bit like, <laughs> you have to start now. <laughs> and it, like, I think I think if we're like, okay, I'm going to count down from three, two, one. As soon as we get there, we're just going to do our introductions. And then they'll be like, hello, my name <laughs> is Alex. And <laughs> Pretty much like about half an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> but but again, as soon as it's sort of like, we're just, we're just in it. Like, how much have you been thinking about this thing? I'm pointing at the microphone. How much have you thought about it? Not a lot, really. But now you're just going to be like, look at it now. Every time, the only thing, every time I sit back, I'm like, no, I'm going to sit forwards just so you can hear me this time. Yeah. But as soon as, as soon as you take the technology and the task out of the equation, you can get back to just being you. It's so, just being some bros. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with a question. Ooh. A little bit of, little bit of accidental structure. I like oh, it. God. I like the professionalism. Which of us is your favourite? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, if you can kind of pull one out of thin air, what has been your favourite moment? You don't have to, you don't have to point the couple out, but like, what has been your kind of a standout moment, like as a wedding photographer, where you've been like, this is 100% why I'm doing this, or are you still, are you kind of enjoying everything and you're still trying to find the specifics? But I, d- I didn't know if there was anything that kind of jumps out when you're like, yeah, no, I got one shot, or there was one moment. And this is why I want to do this. I know you said last week for the poor people who can't hear it um, <laughs> that experiencing your own wedding and experiencing your own wedding photos kind of solidified your love for this craft. But has there been a moment where you've just been like, "Fucking yeah, I want to wake up every day and do this." That's right. Every day, every day you're gonna shoot a wedding. <laughs> God, can you imagine 360 weddings every year? You end up dead. <laughs> you just wake up dead. How you gonna wake up dead? Um, I can't think of like a specific photo that's made me think that. Cause I I go through this, I go through this process, which apparently is quite a common process, where you kind of you start off thinking, yeah, this is gonna be incredible, this is gonna be amazing, mm-hmm. and then you do it, and you think, oh fuck's sake, I'm just shit, like, because every tiny little error that you make in your head or that you pick up in your head no one else notices it mm-hmm. but in your head you're like oh that was the biggest mistake. I can't believe I've just done that oh. and you just I start stressing about it and then take the photos back into the computer look for them all and think oh yeah they're okay and then cull all of the, the, the out of focus ones the blurry ones one crap um, 
uh, composition I think ah do you know what these are alright these aren't, these aren't bad then I'll start edit, editing them and think ah do you know what I, no why, why am I even doing this to myself it's <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm still editing what am I doing and then I'll go back to them again and think yeah actually yeah these are alright these are pretty cool yeah um, and it's when I just find like a really I'm sure there is a photo but I can't think of which one it is off the top of my head well I looked at it and thought that's what that is kind of what I want to do. Yeah. Like, I, it's just hard to explain. I think it's before I had my wedding. Weddings were fine. They were, <laughs> I've been to a couple of mates' weddings. But then, on the great. day that Jonesy got married, weddings changed forever. <laughs> so prior to your wedding, weddings were right. But then that day, weddings have been amazing ever since. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> my wedding set the precedent. I was copying my wedding. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, no gen- like it's just because before I never really, never really had the emotional attachment to it, and it, it was kind of when I had my wedding, and I realised when everyone else looks at their own wedding photos, they get this feeling too, yeah, yeah. and this feeling is incredible. It's um, we watched, so we've got a bring the tone down a little bit mm-hmm. we've got we had a friend who came to our wedding who uh, about two months later passed away right. so when we were um, having our uh, wedding video done and our photos done we kind of we asked the guy said look if you've got any other stuff can you don't make it about him but if you can make sure that yeah. you've got at least a little bit of him or we've got a couple yeah. of photos of him that'd be really cool um, and it's that really made me so every time I look at my photos and every time I look at my video I always think of him which makes it a little bit bittersweet but we have um, we always have that memory now mm-hmm. um, and that makes it really special to us that we'll always think of him as enjoying the day and having a great time and we'll always think of him I don't really know how to say it, but it's the, just the emotion of the day yeah. and the, if, if I can give that to someone else where it may be a grandma it may be an uncle it might be someone else who passes away either recently or just moves off or whatever changes you've always got that memory of yeah, yeah do you know what? that was cool and I'm always going to remember that guy and I've got this like record of him yeah. or her or whoever and I want to give that to other people because that's uh, it's invaluable invaluable yeah. it really is I've um, because I obviously I've got like some AV skills, so I have like cut together. Basically, if it's if anyone in my whenever anyone in my family's passed away, basically people will chuck me a load of photographs, and what I'll do is I'll create some kind of video photo montage. So it'll be the case that that it's more than just the conversations. It's also there's this thing that's projected projected on the wall, um, and it's. Being completely real, like making those is not a pleasant process at all. It's it's horrible. Um, but actually, there's been a few times where we've been at a wake and people have watched them and, and it's sparked conversation. And the majority of the photos that are used are wedding photos because they're they're people enjoying the these these beautiful happy days. And that's again another factor that I hadn't really thought about is the fact that when you're taking these photos potentially you're also capturing a record of this person on this day for people to look at in reflection as well 
Um, so that's that's a lot of responsibility. No pressure, kid. No pressure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a, that's another huge factor to take into consideration is the fact that this is this is that record of that person. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're in safe hands. You're not bad at this. So thanks, man. Yeah, Jeez, it makes dude. it a lot a lot easier to kind of understand why it means so much to you as a person like having experience like experience kind of both things that you've mentioned obviously having your own wedding and then having a separate emotional attachment to those pictures you kind of understand why there's no way that you just kind of waltz into a wedding and wing it with a iphone you know you're like you're 100 like i've got to make this as special for these people as it was for me yeah um and that's dope because the the, the pictures could be terrible, but if you can capture emotion in the pictures, mm-hmm. that's what the people remember. Yeah. And that's what you kind of want to, that's what I try to bring across. Yeah. Because a picture's just a picture. But if you put emotion to it, you will always remember that feeling. Yeah. And if you see that picture, that feeling will come rushing back. Yeah. <clears throat> we, again, we've had this conversation already. We didn't have this bit of the conversation. And I, like, Again, I appreciated your craft, but now actually, I feel like I like your understanding of the responsibility of it and what you're trying to convey. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I've known you for a while. I'm still, I'm still pretty impressed. This is, <laughs> this is cool. I'm growing. <laughs> Turn into an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is kind of my favourite bit about doing these is because I feel like I grew up a little bit just in talking to you. <laughs> this is really weird. Yeah, no, they're like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Where are the dick jokes? Let's, let's, yeah, <laughs> let's bring it down. Now. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's, um, I'm always striving and I'm always trying to do better. <laughs> I'm not sure if you caught that, but there was a little bit of a tummy rumble going on in the background there. <laughs> um, still quieter than your neighbours from last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm always striving to do better and I'm always, every time I do a wedding, I always try and I think of something that I in my head I messed up in the last one trying to improve for the next one so that they're always hopefully better than the last yeah because if you're not trying to improve yourself as well what's the point yeah tagline new t-shirts new t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> right I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a natural pause here so we're gonna, normally we don't announce when the music goes up but the music's gonna go up it's gonna come down and then we're gonna come back revitalised for dick jokes <laughs> I think like I think that bit left us with like a lot to talk about. So so we did. We had a chat. But sort of rather than rather than bring everything into the episode which we, we just decided to be people for a bit and just actually and actually talk. But again, there's there's a lot and there's a lot that I hadn't taken into consideration about about what you're doing. It's not bad. You mentioned before about the fact that you, when you started, you're like, well, it only happened a couple of years ago, and then I don't have the, the big backstory. One, you should definitely make one up because it looks good for the portfolio. <laughs> um, isn't that the other Alex Jones thing? Where other yeah, you just, Alex... just invent your story. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> I once beat up a guy. Did you? <laughs> no. Um, but also, I think, in many ways, I think that's better because I think when people... People think that as soon as they get to X age, whatever they've got in their head, that's it. That's them. They're fixed. Like yeah. this is this is my only thing that I do, and this is it. Like, and they don't consider the fact that actually, 
you have the power to be whoever you want at any time you want. I had a conversation with a guy I used to work with mm. when I think I was about 22. Yep. So long as balls. Because <laughs> we're getting old now. <laughs> and uh, so I'd, I'd done uh, a technical apprenticeship and then I was in a technical job in my last company mm. and um, was not sure what I wanted to do. So I uh, applied for an, I can't remember if I'd applied or if I'd got another job. Same company, just it was business side of it. No technical stuff, just pretty much all business stuff. And um, I was thinking about, do I keep want to do this? Do I want to change again? Do I want to try something else? Mm-hmm. And he said to me, um, Jonesy, you're you're 22. Like you've got to figure out what you're doing and like settle down. Like you, you've got to find a job <laughs> and do it. Like, and stick with it and forever stick with it, until like, you now. Die. And yeah. I was like. Dude, I'm 22. I've got to do this for the next like 40, 45 years. Yeah. I don't have to settle down for the next 20 years. Like, I can just keep jumping around jobs fine until I find something that I like, which is I think partly why I found or how I found photography as a job. Because yeah. um, I don't have that um, poetic backstory of I picked up a camera when I was three and I um, I feel like that's really hurting you. I feel like you're just sort of like I just I just wish when I was three I just picked up one camera. <laughs> exactly. I remember so I said earlier that I remember my uh, finding my dad's filters and asking what are these for, and then my brother had so my nan took him for bought him a little film camera and took him to some camera classes or whatever somewhere and I remember feeling left out and I was like I'm going to take pictures. Yeah. That's the earliest thing <laughs> I've got. It's like yes I was born to do this, yeah. but I felt validated. A couple of weeks ago, I listened to a podcast from a guy who was a wedding photographer. I can't remember his name. I think it was on the This Is Reportage podcast. And he basically said exactly the same thing. The reason why he wanted to become a wedding photographer was because he was fed up with having to ask another bloke for time off to take his daughter or his child to the doctors or to go see sports day. And it just felt really weird and being constrained in an office where you're there for eight to according to this week 14 hours <laughs> kind of just busy doing other stuff that's not something that you really care about yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I think the the traditionally it's always been you just get a job you're probably not going to enjoy it if you like it bonus yeah. but you're going to do it for 40 years you get a pension you go in you do your 8 hours you go in and yeah. that's we're, we're, I think we're now in an age where we are lucky that we can if there isn't a job out there that we can apply for that we want to do you can just go do it yourself yeah. and figure out how to forge your own path and how to how to build the life that you want to build yeah it's absolutely the best time to be a creative in history 100 like, percent. so um, easy it's at, technically it's easy. no no technologically it's, it's, yeah, easy. The, yeah so many doors have been opened um, and so many of the traditional ways of being successful don't matter anymore um and although I think a lot of people get disheartened by the amount of creatives out there, because obviously it's a lot easier for people to learn an instrument, it's a lot easier for people to take one of a hundred million painting classes or pick up a camera on their you know, expensive smartphone, like anyone can be creative. So I think that puts a lot of people off because they're like, oh man, well, how am I gonna stand out? Yeah. And it's like, but you can still do it. That the every single piece of art that anyone will ever create will have an audience of some kind and that's never happened before and if you've made one person happy or changed one person's life that is massive when you're on the internet and you think oh the video's got 50,000 views 
that's not a huge amount but it's a huge amount yeah you've got 50,000 people that have watched it and if you've got so if we were in this room and I said something that changed one of you guys life that'd be massive because yeah. you're we're here and we're, yeah. we're talking to each other but online it, it kind of gets diluted and you don't really think yeah. it becomes, about the actual impact yeah it becomes numbers and not people yeah and the, the, the connection because when we started we had this exact thing and I think we've covered it briefly where we were like the world doesn't need another podcast mm-hmm. um I but definitely to blame for that yeah. negative attitude. No, but it's real. It's everyone. Everyone is in this mindset. Well, like people are already out there doing it. So why do you need one more? Well, we do need one more. Like you, you're the only you. It's a real thing. Like there is never going to be a, a another person like you. Bring your stamp. Bring your version. It's always going to be a need. It's not like it's not like people are going to be like ah, I'm I'm going to have a wedding. Good thing there's like a bajillion photographers. It's not the case. There's when whenever somebody's hired you, it's because like for you specifically, whenever anyone's like hired you for for any piece of work or whenever you've done a piece of work, it's because you were the right person for it. Yeah, and when so when going back to my so there's a picture of me. I don't have it on my phone. I might have it on my phone. I'll show you guys where I look. The fat German baby. <laughs> about six months. And you're old, the only one look. who could ever be the fat German baby. <laughs> and when you look at the the, the the person who took the photo, I yeah. can't remember who it was, but it's just some because it was. 30 odd years ago mm. I mentioned it to so obviously my mum and dad got that sorted I mentioned it to someone else who doesn't who lives relatively local but not in Bedfordshire elsewhere somewhere Yeah. and I said oh, it, was a, it was a baby photo taken by I can't remember who it was by and they said oh this person I was like yeah, yes that's weird and they knew that person because 30 years ago he was the one person that did it within yeah. 50 miles Yeah. Um. so yeah you get so many more people who can do a job but you then get each individual niche then has its own couple of people you don't just get one person this is what you get like your lumper yeah you can pick the person that so the reason why we picked our wedding photographer we met three one of them my wife didn't get on with the other that one of them was a couple Lena and Tom who were lovely people we sat in the pub for about an hour we had a drink we had a great chat they were they were fantastic and then we met our photographer Tom Halliday who we spoke to him for about 45 minutes an hour about his office and Marvel and <laughs> the fact that he was trying to get a half pipe in his office, which he now has in his <laughs> office. And then at the end went, oh yeah, you're a photographer. Um, you take photos, yeah. Um, how much and what information do you need from us? Okay, bye, cheers. Yeah, cheers we and we chose him because we clicked with him. And if yeah. we hadn't have had the variety, we would have gone with someone like Lena and Tom, who are incredible photographers. They're insanely talented. But we just happened to find someone who was perfect for us. Yeah. And that's what, that, I think that's what people don't realise. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm going to hammer this back. Oh my God, you look like a fat German baby <laughs> with like Lederhosen. Lederhosen. <laughs> oh. Like my wife saw that and said, I don't know how your mother loved you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Alan Mills. Olan Mills? Someone Mills. Cool. Nice. Anyway. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna cycle this back to the to the podcast thing because I think it's a really easy example because if you at home are listening to this right now, then there was a need for one more. Yeah. And I think I think that works in any field. I think no matter what you're creating, what you're doing, there's always space for more. I think all you need to do is carve out your niche. And your niche might be might be what you're doing, but it also might just be who you are. Yeah. That's a, a very real thing. You, you made a, a personal connection where you knew what, that you were on the same wavelength with this dude, and it's like, yep, that's the one. And even if his photos hadn't been as good as they are, even if they were slightly worse than the other guys that we saw, they're not, they're fucking amazing. Yeah. 
we still would have picked him because it's not just the photos it's the the you know that on the, we knew that on the day we would feel comfortable with them yep. and you need to feel comfortable with the people that you work with otherwise yeah. the work that you produce together is going to be yeah. sucky the old narrative was you grow up you figure out your field you get the job some years pass the end <laughs> yeah it's not like that anymore no and i think people forget that you have to that people think that you have to be the next pete mckinnon or insert pop star here because mm-hmm. i can't think of dua lipa she's one isn't she she popular yes yeah i love oh, dua lipa dude, sick man one. i'm old <laughs> or you have to be metallica or you have to be go on go on something contemporary you got this drink i wasn't gonna go with music i was moving away from music that is my music knowledge Okay, Steven just Spielberg. Go, yeah, go, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be the <laughs> He's alive. <laughs> you have to be the, the the top of your field for it to be worthwhile. Not even, but not like if you're not the top of your field, then you're not going to make any money of it. You're not going to make a career of it, and you're not going to. Um, no it just, just makes you. it not worthwhile, and I was going to enjoy it. And that's bollocks. You can be just above average yeah and you'll find your thousand fans who will love you and that's speaking of facebook.com forward slash the hero guys first (laughs) (laughs) also find us on instagram um it's quite interesting i was listening to a podcast uh recently uh kind of specifically about music heavy music in general and they were talking about uh the the old kind of punk band misfits having a reunion at the moment big reunion lots of big arenas which is very unheard of for that kind of music um uh, it's like Madison Square Garden and it's like football stadium and stuff and it's all sold out and the Misfits got together like probably four decades ago like they're an old old band um, and uh, the the conversation got quite emotional because the, the guy that was hosting the podcast was saying that he was lucky enough to have been kind of guest listed for one of these shows and he went um, and he was like was in the crowd and it was full of grandparents mm-hmm. and dudes in their 50s and 60s that would have been there at the beginning of kind of punk music yeah. but it was also full of kids who probably up until recently never heard of the Misfits and he was like isn't it mad to think that you could be 17, 18 picking up the guitar for the first time and in 40 years time you could be changing someone's life and you've never you, you've, you've got no idea for four decades that later down the line some kid's going to go to that show and be like that's the reason I picked up the guitar yeah. or that's the reason I wanted to be on stage it's like it was like see one of those moments where he's like oh I've gone all, I've gone all chilly and a bit you know a bit nervous I'm but, going a bit chilly <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah but it's true um, you can like every, everything you create can have a positive impact or can have an impact of any kind mm-hmm. on someone's life and that should be a reason enough to just do it and even if it's not someone else there's always you like if you want to learn an instrument, learn a craft, paint a picture, other kind of other people shouldn't really factor into it. It's it's you, and then you may you may well get an audience down down the line. You may well become you know commercially successful, or you might just make it for you, and it might be your outlet. And and as long as it's made you happy and it's not hurt anyone else, win win. It's all good. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be lame and say the fact that I love you too. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm ignoring you now. Like the fact that you, <laughs> no, but your your photography has made me want to do more. And even in this conversation, like I said, I feel like I've I've learned a lot. So so make it awkward, but yeah, I like what you're doing. Cheers, man. Thank you. And yeah, no, I, no, no, I'm actually going to take a minute to say really thank you. For, I do appreciate it because it's 
really awkward when <laughs> for me when people like my work and stuff because I've never really been able to talk about any of what so the the, what, the company that I've spent most of my life with I can't talk too much about the products and stuff that they do I can tell you what they are but I can't really go into right. the exciting stuff because they, they work in the defense sector so I've spent 10 years not massively enjoying my job and then not being able to really talk about the cool stuff yeah. so I've kind of trained myself to not um, express to not express anything really so when I get home from work Kirsty's like oh how was work mm, that's alright yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's basically it so I'm trying to be better at actually talking about what I do and when people say well, well done or you've done great actually really take, take it to heart thank you good. appreciate that good thank you for putting it out there yeah where can people find it go on they can find my work on Instagram at alexjones.io and I think I've still got a Facebook group, which is going to look Facebook group, no, a Facebook page, which is going to be, become more active in the new year. And that is Alex Jones. Fuck knows what that is. <laughs> well, let's, let's just uh, cut that little bit out. No, no, you, you, no, no, we're not cutting anything this episode. <laughs> you guys keep chatting. I'm, I'm gonna go find you. And my uh, website, alexjones.io, will be going live in the new year, where you can contact me and look at my portfolio and find out more about me. Awesome. Um, do you have an email address? I do have an email DMs? address. Yeah, it's uh, uh, DMs are probably better, but you can get me uh, on email at alexrjones91 at gmail.com, which will become more professional once my <laughs> website launches. Um, I've searched for Alex Jones photo and I've got, I found Infowars equals truth. Um, <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> Where you at? Come on, let's let's there we go. Alex Jones Geography. What is, how'd you find your link? Oh my yeah, so on Facebook. You... Yeah. Does Facebook have ads? Facebook ha- has got ads. Ads. Yeah. At, yeah. Oh, at Alex That was simple. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, there's there's loads of you out here. We're gonna I have need to... to improve my SEO, that's what's yeah, me. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rebrand you a little bit. Okay. But but mm. so if there's actually for you you've got at alexjones.io and the URL again is facebook.com forward slash alexjones.io cool cool thanks man oh and my twitter is alexjones.io no dot on that one Uh, (laughs) just to confuse things are you still using twitter is that a Uh, I tweet I usually retweet things if it means I could win something free me too (laughs) and I need to get better at actually tweeting but yeah, because my Twitter is just, it's just gleam.io. That's, basically, that's basically, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, man. Um, cool. I think I think we're here. I think this is it. I think there's still things that we covered in the original recording that we didn't get to this time. So I kind of want a round two with you at some point. Round three. Round three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of want to like pick up a couple of the threads. But, I mean, you're going to be starting up your podcast any day now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> you sort of meant in like passing, you're like, man, I think it, maybe it could be. And now I'm like, yes, when when is it coming? Absolutely. That's going to be in a new year. <laughs> Never tell Mikey that you might have an idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I am fucking. But again, back to, to the people at home as well. So to me, again, your story only starting a couple of years ago and now already being in this position you are, I think for people at home, if you have a project in mind, please just fucking start. Like this new thing that I keep sort of shouting at people is just, it's one of those things that you see on like a goal cast or something like that. <laughs> um, so it's either one day or day one. I, f- I fuck with that. That's cool. I like that. Um, people need to, to get started. Yeah. Just 
fucking do it. Just do it, because you don't have to do a huge amount of each. So I, I, I can't remember, when I was starting, I was trying to get my website sorted, I was trying to get, um, I was trying to look into what the fuck I have to do with taxes, I have to, mm -hmm. all of this business stuff, and I just I kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And then one day I was just going, oh, I'm just going to look at this little bit. Yeah. And the next day, oh, I'm just going to look at this little bit. I'm just going to sort this little bit out. Just chipping away. You can literally cut down your big goal into tiny little chunks, just five minutes a day. Yep. Just quickly, do I need to register a self-employed right now? No. Great. Um, when do I need to do it? October next year. Fantastic. Um, I need my website. Can I really be asked to design a whole website? No. How can I get around that? Wix, Squarespace. I was going to say, this, well. that would have been a perfect sponsored segment. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I probably know the whole spiel for Squarespace. <laughs> so many times I've played YouTube. Um, but yeah, just fucking do it. Just do one little thing every single day. Set aside five minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever it is, and just do a thing. Do the thing, which actually I'm tempted to get fucking tattooed. On my <laughs> Genuinely, that's going to be one of my first tattoos. I think. Yeah. I I, I know we're supposed to be round up. I've got a tattoo on my collarbone, which is KMF, and it's written backwards. KMF is keep moving forward because I was in a I was in a bad spot, but it just means that because it's written backwards, every morning I'm sort of naked, look at the gut, looking at everything else down there. In but the then, mirror, yeah, that's exactly. Amazing. Yeah. So, but then I but then I see it sort of glaring back at me, keep moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Just these little things to just nudge you along. Oh, and kids, if you're gonna get a tattoo, get something that actually means something. Don't just get. Do you want to see my feather? Uh... <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember us having a conversation about the tattoo from that terrible movie? 13 13 with um. Oh God! No, twenty three. The number twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we both like had that, the same thing. Whole we were heart like... thing over the. Oh, yeah, it was like it, yeah, it was tribal and and yeah, it, it had like a, heart a massive and... rose thing with like thorns. It was like tribally, tribally, yeah. and it went through a heart on the. That would have been awful. Yeah, we both had the same discussion. Like, well, we'll get the same tattoo, man. It'd be sick. And like, again, be, be mindful with your tattoos. So that's the advice from today's episode. Just fucking crack on and... Be mindful. Be mindful. Make sure it's personal. Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. Thank I, re I, I really, really enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been really good fun. Thank you, guys. This has been awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been really good. And I, I think... know we've been emotional enough, but... It's <laughs> yeah. No, this is, like, I think this is the first time where... Like my word vomit has stopped, and I've actually <laughs> sat and reflected. I, th I think possibly the the problem we had was the first time we did this, was the first time we've seen it, each other in maybe ten years, seven years, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's not record that. Let's, let's record the <laughs> catch up first. Yeah. yeah. And then once we're all settled and we can have a conversation properly about stuff that matters. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been really, really cool. Thanks for having me. Cool. Um, like I say, we'll do again, again, again. Yep. Um, yeah. We're like our intention is to roll off season one pretty soon. And then go into season two. So, I mean, we season two isn't that's enough time for us to be like, and more. We'll just just yeah. churn out some more. <laughs> but in the meantime, you've got your Instagram, Facebook. We can see what competitions you've entered on Twitter, and yeah. then uh, podcast any day now. Yep, find me at alexjones.io anywhere. And if you can't find me, take the dot out. Cool, cool, nice. Right, thank you very much. You have a lovely week. I hope you have an amazing week, and you guys have an amazing week as well. Everyone have a good time. We'll catch you next Sunday. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Peace. Is there a pick? Because I can't. No, you got this. I can't block pick. That is not in...
Hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. Sorry, guys, this is gonna sound really weird, but I'm just getting a bit closer. One song that I know. <laughs> Perfect, dude. That is my one musical came to fame because that's Avenged Sevenfold, and I taught Miguel it. You taught Miguel how to play. Avenged he then Sevenfold. immediately said, "No, that's fucking wrong," and played it correctly. And I was like, "Ah, oh, well." But you taught him. I had, I had thirty <laughs> seconds of, of fun. Yeah. We, we basically are a music podcast, is what I'm saying. That's good, yeah. 